Welcome to The Lonely Marketer, sponsored by Pager. My name is Glenn Southam, and this is your show for all things recruitment marketing. We share the challenges, the successes, advice, and the screw-ups from the leading marketing talent working in recruitment. And most importantly, find out what their favorite swear word is. We speak to the companies working to make marketing recruitment more effective and efficient, and to those people who have opinions that make you think about things that little bit differently. You can find me on LinkedIn, and if you want to follow the bear, then head over to thelonelymarketers.com for links to all of our social channels and to sign up for our newsletter. But now, it's time for the show. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Lonely Marketer. Today, I'm joined by Hayden Morgans. He's the founder of SearchStack, um, which is a digital agency. I might I might be doing that a, a disservice. So, Hayden, welcome to the show. You can introduce yourself and uh, SearchStack. Uh, hi, um, Glenn. Well, firstly, it's like it's an honour to be on on the podcast. I've been listening to it for a very long time, so it's nice to be among the uh, the alumni of really really interesting people that you've had on. Um, yeah, so my name's Hayden. I'm the director of SearchStack. We are a, a digital agency. Yeah, I think in in some respects we are. Um, we're trying to champion like demand generation marketing at the moment. I think that's something that's really interesting. Um, but then we've also got our sort of main bread and butter that I started off with is, is sort of websites for recruitment agencies. So we're trying to marry in those two together um, and throwing in a little bit. We're trying to sort of adapt to the times and do a bit of videography. Um, but the way I really see it is we're just a, an agency that can come in and really sort of push marketing to the next level in all the different areas and levels. And you've got experts in all different elements able to just come in and, and make a, you know, a tangible difference to the business and the marketing. Yeah, um, before the listeners kind of switch off and go, oh, this is just going to be a sales pitch. By Definitely not. <laughs> um, Definitely I, not. I think it will be useful for kind of you to kind of give us a potted history of your kind of career, kind of where you've worked previously to, to start in search stack and kind of your exposure to the, to the recruitment industry, because I think as we're about to find out, it's um, it's quite vast, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just first caveat to say that I'm not going to bang on and try and sell services. I'm one of those people that got the, the mindset of just give everything away and then you make your decision whether you want to go and crack on with yourself or whatever. Um, so hopefully we can just talk about tips and tricks and just give away as much insight as possible. Um, but yeah, so I started off, I mean, eight years ago, I think. I think before that, I, started, I was working on a potato farm, just living life, doing a bit of freelance graphic design, um, not really not sure what to do with my life. And then I managed to fall into uh, an apprenticeship in marketing uh, for a law firm super interesting i'm sure uh talking about indemnity agreements and the latest budget and all things like that um but that was a great experience and then i ended up moving to kent uh to live with my wife and um i joined the recruitment network uh started before they were trn and they were energy uh consultancy agency and uh, I was there since the beginning, even designed the logo and sort of helped grow that for about three years. Um, and was like a, that was a, just a, an amazing experience. And I just can't believe that I was um, exposed to the, all those amazing speakers at the huddles and just sort of the expertise of James Gordon and the team there. Um, but eventually I, uh, I found that coding was something that really interested me, uh, building websites. So I ended up blagging my way as a full stack developer uh, in an agency, um, doing IT, IT development. And uh, did that for about a year, and then then uh, COVID happened, and uh, I got put on furlough, and I just decided 
um, do you know what? I'm just going to put the feelers out there, do a little bit of side work while I was on furlough. Um, the boss said that was okay. I'm not sure if that's uh, if it was actually allowed, but never mind. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, and then uh, it just it was like opening the floodgates. And then when I came back to work, it was like I was doing two jobs at the same time. I was running this sort of mini business as well as working a business. And I'd always wanted to be a business uh, owner since I was a kid. Everyone wanted to be like astronauts or policemen or anything or police women. Um, and I was like, no, I want to run my own business. So and then there's just the opportunity just was there in front of me and I just took it with both hands middle pandemic and uh yeah it's just been growth and success and you know we're taking it slowly you don't want to like exponential growth and that kind of scares me I want to take it nice methodically and, and build that way um but yeah that's kind of like start from the beginning really and obviously from your experience at TRN and, and now search that you you had that exposure to so many different um recruitment businesses you know staffing agencies of of all shapes and sizes across different sectors um that that kind of rounded knowledge of of people doing great stuff maybe people not doing such great stuff must have kind of really helped um kind of when you decided to to start search stack as well yeah absolutely so you know a lot of that so Firstly, there's some awesome speakers that we had there from, from marketing experts to culture experts. And you got really exposed to some of the, the some of the thinking like Matthew Syed, um, Sir Clive Woodward and people like that just talking about their how they sort of did that sort of growth and how they made the difference in their respective and just learning all that kind of stuff has really helped us sort of push the envelope a little bit. Um, and in terms of sitting down um, working alongside recruitment business owners, um, I think, can you just, uh, can, you, can you just explain the, ask, explain the question again? Like, cause I think we went, learned some cool stuff from the, from the huddles. Um, and then was you sort of asking like what the, what the, what the business owners yeah, did, did, were it, doing? Did, it, did it shape in terms of what, what you felt you could offer with, with search stack? Did, like, did you realize what recruitment businesses kind of really needed where they have gaps yeah, are? Whether, whether they thought they needed it or you were you know you were opening their eyes to it really I think yeah I think the issue is there's a lot of in terms of marketing just posting out job posts same old stuff um boring social media content that just everyone in the company likes it and that's it and I think there needs to be a bit more of a push in terms of content and I think that the agencies that are doing well are the ones that are leaning on the consultant in recruitment consultant and actually positioning themselves as an insight driven company that's getting all their data, not only from where they are, but outside in the industry um, and actually making engaging content that speaks directly to their clients and candidates. And I think the ones that do that do it really well and actually make a big difference. Um, so it was seeing some cool companies out there doing that thinking actually, yeah, we can help do that for other agencies. Um, and the ones that really put their trust in us, get that i think yeah and they've got to want to do it these recruitment agencies isn't there i think you know my experience over over the years and i'm sure you've seen it as well is that there's a lot of um bandwagon jumping kind of chasing the the shine the shiny new thing um mm. you know they feel like they don't want to be left behind because they're competitors down the roads doing something but you can you know you can have all the right kind of view in terms of oh yeah we need to do that but if you you don't actually realize why you're doing it and you don't really want to do it then you know you can spend all the money you can work with you know people like yourselves and others 
but you're not going to get the results unless you it's really nailed down in terms of you know you're doing it for a, a purpose and a reason yeah absolutely and i think you hit the nail on the head with i think that is an issue in the recruitment industry is there's a lot of like that agency as a competitor is doing that so let's do that just copying what other people are trying to do a one-upmanship all the time um but i think the real success comes down to qualitative research straight off the bat actually understanding your clients pain points from the horse's mouth actually pick up the phone and talk to them and say you know why did you choose to go with us what's keeping you up and like what's your issues what's your pain points all things like that and actually having a real conversation with them um is the starting point and once you get that information then it all just becomes so much easier because you know what they want to listen to or what they want to hear and then and then all the marketing comes from that because once you've got that information you're creating content that speaks directly to them um, and I think that's what a lot of people don't do. They're scared to pick up the phone to them or they don't think they want it. they're going to get those answers. Um, and I'm not talking about just setting up a type form and then answer because you just won't get the same answers. It's actually you need to pick up the phone to them and talk to them. And then that is the most simple first step you can do. Talk to 10 clients and candidates that love you and just get real-time information from them. Um, and then after a while, you can start putting in processes and systems to actually generate those insights for you. Like what you do, you know, building a community, Mm-hmm. Um, running a podcast, um, having sort of in-person events where you can actually hear, you know, candidly those insights where they're talking to each other. Um, and then that sort of builds that machine. But this first step is just to pick up the phone and talk to people and find out what, you know, what, what the hell's going on? What, what do they want to listen to? What's what's annoying them? What's keeping them up at night? And then once you've got that, it's a smooth sailing, I think. Why, why do you think recruitment businesses people in recruitment businesses, whether it's marketers, um, consultants themselves or founders, why do you think they they don't do that? Is it because there's a, a belief that, you know, short-termism is it? It's like, you know, having this question doesn't affect me being able to do a deal and, you know, rub something out on a whiteboard and add value to it this month. It, it, is, is, that, is that the case? Because it, it doesn't happen that often. And if it does, it like you're in in many cases, and you know, I'm not saying every recruitment business is like this. In many cases, it feels um, like you're just doing it because you feel like you have to. Like you mentioned there, a type form, you know, a survey monkey uh, type thing. And e- even then, you're asking the question, and whatever comes back, you're ignoring it anyway because you're stuck in the assumptions that you've held for you know years. Yeah, I think so. I think there is definitely. The short termism, I completely agree with you with that. I think sometimes it's just like lack lack of understanding of like what they need to do and build, and and the time it takes to put in a marketing strategy, map the market a little bit, and things like that. I think is always an issue. Um, it's just kind of like let's just crack on, let's just start putting job posts out there, let's just get someone to make it look nice, and and that will be fine. Whereas it's not really, I don't think so, and it's it's not a, a long term. You know, it's a long term play nowadays. It's you know, it's gone are the days of like inbound marketing and 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 bits like that it's these are you know six 12 month strategies you need to put in with actual genuine insights that will make a difference to those people's lives um and i just don't think they think that way yet i think it's an education piece i think it's just educating the market about this is the new way of doing things and i think it will come slowly over time um but yeah i think it just requires you know education really yeah definitely yeah do, do you think obviously the I'd like to think the majority of people listening to this podcast are are marketers working in recruitment. If not, I've done I've done something very wrong. Um, is there is there advice for kind of marketers who are working in the in 
in recruitment businesses to to influence that i think because we you know the royal we have a have a responsibility isn't it not to just um take the we've always done it this way mantra that we often get we we have a responsibility as marketers to try and influence those beliefs that may be held you know on the sales side as well yeah definitely i think it requires i think i always believe like doing a little bit of due diligence like it's always good to go to your to your boss or whatever and say i think we should do this project they might say yeah that sounds great maybe actually put a, a, a part of strategy maybe talk to the sales team and say you know what what big issues are you talking about all day or maybe even set up something like otter in their calls and just track seeing what they're talking about and finding some commonalities between issues pain points and things they're talking about and from there you can start putting in actual marketing projects you know from something as as basic as a salary survey to a roundtable or maybe starting a podcast on a certain subject once you start getting um understanding of what you know what the mission of your marketing needs to be about then you can sort of champion that a little bit more and actually put together maybe a mini strategy um and the, the thing i always say with the strategy is it's got to have purpose there's got to be a purpose motive behind it so you know what what is the you know what is the driving factor of this strategy what's it going to achieve what are some measurable objectives from it when you've got all that and saying you you present that to the boss and saying look i want to do for example salary survey i feel like it's going to get this many people interested we're going to you know stretch that into a load of content then we're going to host a live event at the end of it i i potentially um think that we could land this many customers it could help drive that and then you know sales are going to be interested because you're talking about driving sales and bringing in new leads um, and the boss is going to be interested because it sounds really cool for their business and it sounds like something that's going to make a difference so definitely i think there is that that champion in but just putting a bit of due diligence a little bit of work before you go and present it is always going to make much of a difference yeah, I think you know it's come up numerous times on the on this podcast. Is you've got to apply kind of your your marketing thinking and principles to your your internal stakeholders, haven't you? Yeah, um, yeah. You've, you've touched upon um, kind of um, a, a, a few things in the chat already around uh, being kind of insights led, um, salary surveys, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But just in terms of being you know a little bit more specific without giving away um, kind of client names and all, all of their marketing secrets, what what are you seeing from you know from working with and, and talking to numerous recruitment agencies? You know what are those kind of traits, behaviours, tactics, even that kind of the most successful in inverted commas, whatever your definition of successful is. Um, you know what are those recruitment businesses doing, if you like, from a marketing perspective that's um, really seeing results at the moment. Yeah, there's a few things. Um, the first one, and if you ever follow me on LinkedIn, you know I bang about it all the time. Is podcasting? I think podcasting is just like one of the most. Uh, I would say correct I, answer. I, yeah, <laughs> um, I would say with podcasting, there's not usually many marketing hacks out there. But if you can put in the time and effort to make a really good podcast, um, then you're going to literally win in marketing. All the clients we're working with at the moment that have successfully managed a podcast um, are just. Uh, we're coming off from calls of them with stats saying 30 to 50% of all our um, business development leads are coming from the podcast directly. It's just such a powerful way. Uh, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound so counterintuitive, but it's the podcast is not actually about the amount of listeners you get because actually you're doing sort of like 
industry specific podcast it's the content you get off the back of it you can start creating social clips sliders um post ideas um blogs um you can turn multiple podcasts into white papers it's just a content machine that you can just get rolling talking to experts out there in the industry that have got huge followings themselves got really interesting things to talk about i think it's naive for companies to think we're the especially for recruitment agencies saying to put out content where they're the expert in that particular um, topic because it's difficult. But you're actually, if you're talking to people that know what know what's going on, know the future of the industry, know what happened in the past, the interest industry, and got some really interesting stories, um, then and if you're talking to them and producing content off the back of that, that is one of the biggest ways to sort of push your marketing and actually just give you, um, like I said, a machine to just start pumping out exponential uh, content um you know it helps from the from the found, founders brand um as well as you know the brand of the business and you know some of our agencies um are now going to trade shows and things and they're, they're, they're saying like oh i thought you were market analysts because of your podcast mm-hmm. and things you put out imagine that having a conversation or they always pick up the call and everyone knows in that industry who they are because they listen to their podcast or they've seen the content that's gone out or they've talked to guests within there so firstly that's that one uh, i think it's super powerful um the next one is i think super simple just stop gating content i think don't put a don't put a form in front of your stuff give it away for free spend time you know ebooks still have a place uh, i think sometimes they're a little bit wordy they just need to be quick actionable advice all the time so if you can create something that's really valuable to the old audience um again going back to that those insights back in the back where we spoke to at the beginning um then you can create some really cool stuff don't gate it just give it away for free just give all this info away for free and then you're always top of mind so when they actually need your services they're going to come to you because they know that you helped them organize this or do this or make that a difference in that company and the next one is just pushing dark social a little bit more it's, it's untrackable these days um people sharing your content out on slack in communities and things i was, like was going to so, say that just to for people who might not be aware what dark social is give give a a quick definition yes the dark social is the untrackable uh you know communication that's going on at the moment whatsapp Um, groups that kind of stuff yeah slack groups you know company slack channels you know you might post out save a podcast clip talking to an expert in this company and he's talking about the future of of the industry and it's really really poignant and it's hitting hitting the nail on the head the director shares that to Slack group to about 50 people within the company. You can't track that. You can't see that. But actually, you've got the advocacy of the director sharing that in, in the channel and all the employees are going to listen to it, potentially connect to you on LinkedIn, your front of mind, your top of the funnel. probably even uh, feeds into your non-gated content is that just accept as a marketer, even though sometimes you get put under pressure around um, ROI Mm. is you don't need to track and report on every single little detail. Absolutely. Um, I think ROI is, sorry, I think ROI is super difficult to quantify. The only thing I think where you can get um, potential ROI tracking is just, your attribution on your crm so yeah. asking, like, where did you come from 
that's yeah. that's it yeah. Web, oh, website conversions on jobs yeah. yeah 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 oh we went to your we went to your event three months ago and we've been talking about you. the buyer journey is so huge now with these agencies and i think you know going back to the gating content winds me up it's it's annoying to think that you, someone entering their email to download an ebook then will then attribute to spending potentially like tens of thousands of pounds with you on a on a on a recruitment job it just where's there's such a big huge disconnect between there so yeah. i think cutting out that um the buyer journey can take up to six to 12 months and up sometimes multiple internal meetings and all the dark social and things like that play a part in there so you just need to be like constantly putting out value adding content keeping top of mind so they remember you um and then you know passing over those potential interesting parties to sales just to keep on touching every now and then just doing it softly softly um and i think that's that's what help create the sort of the business development you need yeah i think on you know not to keep going on about kind of like gated content and bits and pieces but if people are listening and they are kind of determined um to to create email lists and things like that is that it doesn't necessarily mean you have to gate it even if you you could potentially if you want to get an email address is say look if you want to get this 24 hours before everyone else you could do it that way you're still giving it away but you're creating a little bit of exclusivity that might get exactly. you get you something and you know it might not get you loads but you know that is a tactic you could potentially use if you if you really do want um, an email list for for any purpose. But. No, and I, look, and me saying gating content doesn't mean you should scrap email marketing. I still think <laughs> yeah. newsletters and things like that are super super strong, super powerful. Glenn, you're a perfect example of someone that's just doing the right thing. You've got your podcast, you're building a community with it, you're doing live events, you've got your newsletter. Putting all those together, it's just like the winning tactic. Yeah. Um, I always say to everyone, like the holy grail of recruitment marketing is to build that community. Starts off a podcast, you build an audience then you leverage it into a newsletter you, you make like insight driven content off the back of that and then you start doing live events and getting people there and then just it's just becomes an ecosystem self-fulfilling yeah. cycle of you building this stuff you're getting insights from the real people who are interested in the uh, potential audience and then you're just moving that into more content again and then just keep churning it around like that and then and then marketing's just flying for you really yeah hasn't made me enough money to retire yet hayden but, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep we'll keep working on it we'll keep working on it um, I want to kind of dive in a little bit on your own um, personal experiences of kind of those challenges and the emotions of, of, of startup life. Now, obviously, um, you're you're a founder, but you're also in the very nature of the startup world. You're a you're a worker, <laughs> effectively an employee yeah. of your of your yeah. own business. And what I'm finding now, which is a real positive is that there's um, recruitment businesses, startup recruitment businesses are employing marketers a lot earlier on in their journey. Um, yeah. they, they might be inexperienced, some might be experienced, some might be doing a hybrid model of utilising, um, you know, services like you offer at, at Search Stack. But, you know, for somebody going into that startup environment, probably as a marketer, considering the audience uh, here, um, what advice would, would you give them? But before you get into that, you know, give a little bit of an insight into your own, you know, that that personal journey that, that 
that you've had you've already mentioned you started it up in kind of covid um we know you had a child and things like that but what's that what has that kind of that startup life been like for you and then what advice would you give to marketers going into that startup environment in in the recruitment world Honestly, I'm probably the worst person to ask because uh, I work constantly. It's, it's really bad, actually. I'm very, very aware of that. And everyone in my team is like, you need to just calm down a little bit. But um, I think that for, for, for recruitment sort of, or for entrepreneurs, my best biggest thing would just be like, learn when to say no to things. And it's something that's been a super hard um, skill for me to learn. And I'm still learning it. Um, but actually trying to plot out your projects and where they sit and sometimes maybe that project doesn't work out. But you maybe you've got a backup. Um, but yeah, say no to things. If you can't do it, you know, I made the biggest mistake of just saying yes to everything, getting as much work in as possible. And then I spend a lot of like evenings working, things like that, and just not spending enough time with the things that matter. Um, but on the flip side, I always make time for coming home because I've got my, my, my wife and my daughter. I come home at 4.30 and I'm there until she goes to bed and then I might slip off back to the office to do a bit of work. But I'm always there to spend as much time with the daughter as possible um, because that's, that's important. That's important. I want to be there. I don't want the business to, to, to impact being there for her. I'm always there in the weekends. So that's important. Um, in terms of advice for young marketers or any marketer really thinking about changing career and going into startup life is super um, exciting you can pick up so many different skills and I think a lot of the time these business owners don't quite know what they want so it's up to you to take control and sort of drive the agenda and think actually trust your intuition and think let's try this out let's do this actually I'm really interested in coding or I'm really interested in graphic design and then ask the ask the director you know can I learn can I upskill and I think a lot of the time the new sort of way of thinking and it's definitely one we do of our culture is like grow whatever way that you want to because then you'll just be super happy at your job and you'll be super amazing at it and um, you don't need to be spending time on the things that you don't like because then you, you can just say to him like i hate doing social but i actually love writing the blogs and the copywriting or i love looking at the reports and the data and then the business can kind of adapt around you a little bit i think it just comes down to honest conversations um i don't know i i was very um i was very guilty of doing it it's, you kind of get scared of your boss like uh, actually having those frank conversations but being on the other side of it we're just people just like you at the end of the day and we just want what's best for the company and for you as a person yeah. so the conversation's having... a lot worse in your head isn't it Definitely. than what it is in reality 100 100 so just have that frank conversation I, I love doing this i don't like doing this and then the business will work that around you and might, they're not going to fire you or anything like that they're going to want to keep you there and doing the best job that you can do so is, is, is that kind of yeah, no, I think I think that's, that's really good. And I think that, um, you know, there's always going to be part, like you say, there's always going to be parts of a job, whether you're in a, a startup or a, a, a bigger company that, you know, you don't enjoy doing. Uh, but focus, like you say, focus on the stuff that you kind of do enjoy because it then it makes that other stuff a, a little bit kind of easier in, in, yeah. in that sense. Um in terms of generally recruitment marketing, you know, we've come out, um, we've come out of a load of craziness of the of the pandemic. It feels like we're going into a lot of chaos <laughs> at the moment yeah. as well, in terms of the um, kind of economy, world events, you know, whatever else might be, might be going on. But what, what do you think in terms of recruitment marketing um, generally? What do, what, do, what does the future hold for for us 
marketers and the recruitment business do you think or, or what do we need to do you know to you know keep our keep our presence and our worth high because i think marketing did elevate itself during the the pandemic so what do you think kind of the, the future the future holds and what do we need to do to influence that do you think I think clients are more looking for niche recruitment agencies, the ones that we're working with that do something really specific, like Microsoft 365 Dynamics or something like that, or split their company into mini brands. That way, um, really, really a win-in because these these agencies, uh, th- these companies are looking for agencies that just have that extreme experience and that sort of um, talent pool in that area. So I think that is kind of the future, like niching down a little bit more and just becoming a real expert within that super niche area um i think the um the audiences that you're marketing to have become really mature now to marketing activities a lot of them are you know exposed to all social media and they know how marketing works now you know the old school way of things that like hubspot or whoever teaches just won't work anymore um you need to sort of get a little bit more smarter and create these self-contained communities i think everyone's been banging on about communities being the big thing for since day one but i really do think it's actually starting to ramp up a little bit more with the rise of dark social and these closed communities where maybe even you people pay for them and things like that the rise of things like only fans and stuff like that people are more like obviously a terrible example but people are more prepared to pay i to love that we've had an, got an only fans <laughs> reference in this podcast. <laughs> it's taken you know, hundred plus episodes to get there, but we, we finally got there. It's it's that method of like people are prepared, to, people are more savvy with the internet. People are prepared to pay for things for communities for people that have like minded for them, um, and it's getting more um, siloed, I think, really. And I think people want to be involved with people that are like minded and being able to sort of exchange ideas and content and actually help each other out. Um, I think there's a more social side coming to the social media because the social media platforms do such a bad job of it. So people are kind of trying to take it on themselves. I think that's kind of the future of marketing and I think that's kind of the future of where recruitment agencies are going but on the flip side I know the the world is going crazy at the moment but from my experience recruitment agencies are just as busy as ever I think there's always a need for staff and finding talent and it's the the the, the challenge of finding talent is even more difficult now as people get smarter and more mature um so I think recruitment agencies are always going to be around yeah I think it's really interesting what you were saying there around um, community has always been spoken about forever um, content is king you know it's a phrase that we've heard for donkey's years as well um, you know candid experience everything like that I think the shift is is that you've got to approach all of these things now not under false pretenses which I think probably has happened in the past yeah. you know in the past every piece of content that we've created has required you know a really obvious call to action you know send us your cv um you know send us your details going back to the gated content you know it's always been kind of under the guise of you giving me something Mm. it you just have to flip it in terms of like you've said a couple of times is we're giving you something it's a longer game it will pay itself back so i think you just have to do it with the right purpose um, that, that you're trying to add value and not, and, and you're not just saying you're adding value, you are actually doing it and forget about call to actions on every single thing. Forget about trying to gather personal information on every single thing um, because that will come if you're doing it in the right way. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I think if you're going into any marketing with the idea of we want to get sales out of this, then you're doing it wrong. You kind of need to have a why. You need to have a mission. You need to make an in- a difference to the industry. And then all the content will come off the back of that because, yeah, people will, be, will see through it. It would just be mm-hmm. so transparent that you're trying to ring them for all their money and the content will be super shallow and it just won't resonate with them and they'll just switch off from you straight away and if you've got someone switched off for you it's really difficult to come back from that so just start it with you know you want to make a tangible difference you you have a purpose you have a mission you have a north star that you want to get to you know i want to make this industry a better place by you know finding talented people or doing this or whatever whatever you know you would sit down with your your executive team and figure that out because i'm sure they've talked about it before um and the more you think about it you, the more you realize all these different things that we talk about like the why and marketing it's all interconnected so much these days that it's just you just need to piece all the dots together and um create a you know an overall strategy and just just um you know just get out there do the work don't think about it too much um just try test things throw things against the wall a little bit um because you'll eventually up. find yeah, yeah exactly. don't be afraid to screw up yeah yeah 100% don't be afraid to fail because that's good no one cares no one cares i think things like like typos people get so I'll just go off on this hand and a bit rant. People get so frustrated with typos and that. Who cares? No one cares. If I see a typo in a post, I, don't, I literally don't, I don't give a shit. Like, it doesn't matter. Things like that. Just don't stress about that sort of stuff. It's the consistency. It's getting it out. And it's actually having the right message to say that resonates with the clients and the candidates. Yeah. Um, my cynical side of me would, would say, do you, know, do you know what? If you're doing some email marketing, deliberately do a typo or, or yeah. screw up your email marketing. Yeah. If you follow it up with the second one and say you've owned up to it, I guarantee the open rate on your uh, 100%. will be will probably be double what you got on the first one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. There, there, there's the, that, you know, that's for a different uh, podcast called The Cynical Marketer, <laughs> I think. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I um, love it. Cool. Let's go. Let's go into the the the, the five questions to to end the show. Um, what's your favourite brand? Uh, do you know what this? This has always been my favourite one. I think they're in the, in the news a lot recently. But Patagonia, I think I love um, all their environment. They literally live their values to the core in everything they make. I think there's some cynical idiots on LinkedIn and saying that they'll do it for tax purposes or whatever. Get in the bin, you people. Get in the absolute bin. They yeah. they have been doing this. They've been showing. They've been showing and telling for years and years and years and I love them I always pick up a little bit of Patagonia gear every now and then so yeah my favourite brand is them good um, what about your favourite sound you know what I was going to say I love the sound of like rain I find it, find it really relaxing yeah. to listen to that but actually you said earlier the sound of your daughter's laugh and actually that's probably it's probably my new favourite one actually yeah if, if, if I throw that in you can't not say that say no nah, I prefer the rain to, uh, to, yeah. to my uh, daughter's <laughs> laugh um, <laughs> you know you work in the the tech world you you know you see a lot of stuff what is what's that bit of tech or a program that you couldn't live without you can't say your phone because everyone says that they go to their phone but you know what's that thing that is your go-to professional or personal uh, I literally love the Adobe Creative Suite. I'd use yeah. every single program to its maximum ability I couldn't live or do most of my job without that um and, and coding as well. I don't know if, if, if you, yeah. you, you say code as a tech, but yeah, I think you can do so many cool things with code and that open up so many avenues to make the processes of business better and just bring a brand to life and online. So I think that, you know, those two things. Um, if uh, I'll have a follow up here, if you could only use one of the Adobe uh, programs for the rest of your life and you're not allowed to use any other one, what would you choose? 
Whoa, that's a good one. Um, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to throw a curveball in here, and there's a new one that I've been using recently. I actually think covers all of them. Is that Figma? I've been oh, using they've just that. bought them, haven't they? Yeah, they've yeah. just bought them. So I would actually say I could I could cut them all out for Figma. Um, Photoshop's quite powerful in some respects, but yeah, I, I would say Figma. You can do a lot with that. Good. Um, you know, if money wasn't an object and you could, you know, live the life that you wanted to with your your family, friends, and things, and you could do any job in the world, what would it be? So it's, I always, do you know what, this always comes to you me. You said I you always, always think, wanted to be a business owner, but that's very, yeah. that's very vague. Isn't yeah, it? no, it's, do you know what, it's, it's, it's actually a really funny one. I always think like, what, what if I like sold the business for millions of pounds or whatever, and then I just could just do whatever job I wanted. And it always comes back to like, I'd love to just be like working outside, being like a groundskeeper like going a back farmer to the potato fields, yeah? literally literally it's so, it was such a lovely time in my life going out in the sun just out in the out in the wild just 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 hard graft every day i just love that or, yeah being a groundskeeper working out out in the sun and and yeah just getting a nice tan <laughs> the, the uh the, the 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 kentish liver king that's what you're uh you're yeah love it yeah that's it <laughs> yeah. uh, and obviously we always end every podcast with a uh, your, your favorite swear word I'm a simple man. I love the word fuck. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the most common, the most common one by by a wide margin on this podcast. I don't know. Um, the, the, the C one comes in a close second as well. But yeah, pe- people many... people are feeling brave. I, I think, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and they know their parents aren't going to listen to the podcast usually. Um, Hayden, I think it's been it's been brilliant to have you on the show. Lots of um, you know, lots of insight, advice, and I think you having kind of your experiences across um, so many different staffing and recruitment businesses across the the industries really go help people listening um if people want to find you like all of us you float about on linkedin quite a lot don't you yeah i'm trying the whole personal brand thing i know you hate that word yeah yeah <laughs> um, just reputation yeah she just uh, she, you know what I, I didn't bang on about reputation but that's also a super important one isn't it and that's literally the the fundamental pillar of any business is if you get the reputation right then everything sort of slots into place and you um, can only get reputation over a long term you can't yes you, well yeah. you could destroy it in, in the short term yeah but, yeah. But yeah you can only build it up in yeah, the long be term. confident in your product and actually do really good customer service and you're going to win really it's just yeah. just that reputation is super important anyway yeah yeah I'm, i float around on linkedin um testing out what works what doesn't trying to give away advice just trying to do that post every day kind of thing um and yeah you know you just connect with me on linkedin have a chat um i'm i always love talking shop as you know me rattling on so if you want to connect and booking a call and have a chat just about marketing and what you're doing more than happy to give you my time and tell you what i think yeah i'm sure everyone will appreciate that and i'm going to make um make you very accountable uh hayden's planning to launch his own podcast very soon so keep 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 your ears out for that but hayden for now thank you very much i appreciate it thank you so much for having me on and a great chat and we're done and dusted for another week cheers everyone